sup, everybody? Yo, yo. So, I went to a very funny uh, rally at L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti's house in Hancock Park. So, for those of you who don't know what Hancock Park is, Hancock Park is a very nice neighborhood with like five, ten million dollar homes yeah. at, right in the middle of L.A. The old money yeah, part of no, L.A. Well, no, it's, I think it's mostly Jewish people now, but... Uh, one of our attorneys is a um, Jew. So, not that Jews can't be old money in L.A., because I think they basically can be, but yeah. not not like the Wasps. Anyway, I went to a uh, a rally that is was hosted by this guy. Um, I, I can't remember his name. His Twitter is Kevin next. something. Yeah, his tw- tw- Twitter is next mayor of L.A. Kevin Dayton. Yeah, Kevin Dayton. Dalton. Oh, Kevin Dalton. Next LA mayor. He's got 80,000 followers on on Twitter. And I woke up on Saturday morning, last Saturday morning, and I saw, I just was like surfing around, and I saw that he had organized this thing that was supposed to basically camp in Hancock Park, right next to the mayoral mansion. So the mayoral mansion in Los Angeles is called the Getty Mansion. And, you know, obviously must have been owned by Getty, the oil magnate who yeah. is like a big part of LA. Yeah. And that's real old money. Anyway, so um uh he his idea was this sort of perfect uh anti nimby symbol, which was to get a bunch of people to go and camp in the middle of the street in Hancock Park, because right downtown and even in Koreatown now increasingly, which is right next to Hancock Park, there are tons of tent cities all over the place. But for some reason, hmm, I wonder, you don't see any tent cities in Hancock Park. Why right. is that? Hmm. Hmm. It's the same reason you see yeah. cops writing, uh, walking, jaywalking tickets yeah. in Koreatown, but you don't see that happening so much in Hancock Park. Why? Because what do you mean the because jaywalking? Because there's rich, influential people there. Right, that they're not going to write any they're tickets. They're not going to write jaywalking tickets. I had to pay a $300 jaywalking ticket that in fucking Koreatown. That is up motherfucking oppression. That they, there is open-air heroin and assaults happening all around, and they're writing the middle-class people fucking jaywalking tickets. It's yeah. insane. I saw Not the just other, middle class, but like uh, lower income, too. Well, but because, they're not writing the home... I, the other day, I've seen people getting jaywalking tickets downtown. Yeah. The other day... A, there was a man, of course, on drugs, just screaming in the middle of traffic, running at cars, dancing in the middle of the street. Cop goes right by him, and he happens to stop by me. And I n- knock on the cop's door. I'm like, not going to do anything about that? That guy's jaywalking. And they're like, well, we can't exactly give a crazy person a ticket. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, uh, well, you know, we can't give a crazy person a ticket. I was like, so what you're saying is you'll give a normal person a jaywalking ticket, but this guy who's actually disrupting traffic, you can't give him a ticket. Yeah. And they were like, we'll go check it out. It's like, okay, so it's another example of... It's like if you're not going to yeah. give him a ticket, then some other action might right. be good so you don't have a crazy person in the middle of the street. Yeah, so okay, the crazier you act, the less law enforcement you'll get. I'm going to do that's, that. That's what every that's what time I jaywalk. Now. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm crazy. Don't give me a ticket. You know, I'm I'm crazy and violent. So therefore, don't enforce any laws on me. I got a ticket because I get to the other side and the guy's like, he goes, you know, you stepped into the crosswalk with oh less than ten seconds Jesus on the counter, and I was like, I did not. 
There was like 15 seconds left. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. As soon as you step in with the flashing hand, then it's over. I was like, so why did you just lie and tell me I did it under 10? I said, also, I'm like a fully ambulatory adult. I can easily get across. He's like, well, that's not what state law says. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be the best use of your time. That is fucked up beyond belief. It's just... Thank God I wasn't, you know... It's not a moving violation, so it doesn't ding my insurance or something. Such it was a, a fucking chunk of change. Classic, classic California. We we don't have any ability to deal with the actual problems of our state, so we're going to enforce jaywalking against the only people that will actually play by the rules. Yeah. It's like the straw thing. It's like we don't have any real solutions, so we're going to ban plastic straws. Right. Okay. That's really worth everybody's time. Anyway, so... um. I woke up and I saw this guy's Kevin Dalton's like note thing. And it was really funny because he like photoshopped a bunch of pictures of homeless people like onto the mayor's lawn. Yeah. And it was a great idea because it was saying like, okay, you know, you've made it so that sleeping on the streets is legal. You're pumping EBT funds into these people's pockets that they can flip around for drugs. You're giving them free food and You've now made it illegal through this settlement called the Mitchell Settlement, which was a, a legal settlement. It is now cops are not allowed to clean up after the homeless people because that's considered a civil rights violation now because it's a it's a um, deprivation of their property. So a homeless person could just leave shit all over the place, and a, and a cop cannot under the middle uh, under the Mitchell settlement clean it up or get anybody to clean it up because they're depriving them of their property. So through dumbass progressive wokeness, we have literally made it illegal to clean up the streets of the city. That's right. not allowed anymore. Right. Utter and fucking insanity. So anyway, this guy, Kevin. Uh, said, all right, well, if all this is true in the middle-class neighborhoods of L.A., why should this not be true in the high-class neighborhoods of L.A.? If you can just dump shit anywhere, let's dump it in uh, Hancock Park next to the mayor's mansion. Um, And so I was like, all right, that's kind of a good idea. So I showed up to like see what was happening. There was probably like 50 or 60 people there, all different races, uh, probably majority white, though. And definitely like a little bit of the burbling conservative class of L.A., you know, which kind of like barely exists, but is like semi there. And this guy, Kevin Dalton, is very much like, I'm a politician. It was really weird. He almost felt like, you know, controlled opposition a little bit. Like I almost am like, is this guy like a CIA agent or something? His website is real crazy. Is it? Yeah. I I went on his website and it's, it's definitely like either intentionally or not intentionally it's it's hard to determine but it's it's got a little bit of a weird vibe to it weird as like in. very just kind of general sentiments about i'll just go to it while you talk yeah i mean he's a very nice guy and he definitely has the political sort of vibe to him um unfortunately it was really just like uh no politics just solutions ugh Los Angeles needs solutions. I have solutions. He's, he solutions does, capitalized. He does the weird humans caps capitalized. thing. I have solutions for humans living, living on our streets. streets that can begin uh, helping them now and be completed within two years. I have solutions that will greatly reduce our commute time. I have solutions that will promote a healthy lifestyle and add years and to our lives. He has a bunch of political stickers of like different animals, including donkeys and elephants, but also like porcupines at the bottom. Yeah, so I don't know, man. This guy feels like maybe he's fake, but... Uh, Can you get him on the podcast? Probably. Who is Kevin? 10 questions with Kevin Dalton. 
Greetings, Los Angeles. My name is Kevin Dalton. I am the next LA mayor and welcome to my campaign. Politics has infected every aspect Weird of our lives. We are there. so polarized. We are so consumed with defeating the other side of the aisle that we've completely lost track of the fact that our city is falling apart. Yeah. Okay. 53. Yeah. The thing is, I agree with him politically and I, I agree like with what he, I agree with what he's saying. I don't know. He there's something a little off though. I, I can't quite put my Very finger clean on cut. It. Like I expected a crazier looking yeah. person. I mean he does have based this, on this website. He has the vibe of I moved to LA to be an actor and am now a waiter. Like he <laughs> had, definitely has that. So uh the I don't know. So the, I, I okay. The, the power of positive thinking guy at your shitty office job in LA, the guy that's always yeah. like, Hey guys, how hey, was your weekend? What's up? Yeah. Um, I'm appearing in a dinner theater production. Yeah. Right. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Immersive dinner, immersive yeah. theater. Uh, so there was like 50 or 60 people that were kind of marching around. There was one guy who was just like shouting across the fence at the mayor, which was kind of funny. There was like 20 cops there. And the weird thing is the cops were recording the protesters, right. which I don't really know why. But uh, and then there was like a cop representative there who was all like making sure it was all right. And they kept making us move. The cops were very present. I mean, they were like there was a ton of them. There was almost like two cop or like one cop for every two people. Yeah. And they were really like, we're being really friendly, but also telling you to move the fuck out yeah. of the way, you know. And I actually didn't have a problem with that because. It was clear that they know that something is fucked up. I mean, like, they they know uh, there was the feeling amongst the cops of we're on the same side here. Like, they can't enforce the law either. They're just as mad. They're shat on by the media all the time. Like, these sort of L.A. conservative types and the cops are actually on the same side, you know? And... I don't know, man. It just, it, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. There's only like 50 or 60 people there. Sorry, I've said that 17 times. And nobody ended up sleeping on the streets. Yeah. People had their signs and they marched around for like two hours and then just left. Right. So nobody actually ended up sleeping there. But yeah. they did, somebody did ask the cops, what would you do if we set up tents right here? Yeah. And the cops were like, well, you couldn't do it right in front of the mayor's house. But they're like, all right, what if you did it right down the street, like in front of some other mansion? They were like, well, as long as you're not blocking the thoroughfare, Nothing you can do about it. Right. So imagine buying a $15 million house and then there's just a tent city right outside your your house. And that's what should happen. Those mother I wonder how long that would last. You want to be Mr. Empathy Progressive? Okay. Have the tent city in front of your own house. Let's there, do that. On my walk uh, home from work, I pass this, I don't know if it's a house or like a duplex but there's a little garage area and there's a car in there and there's also like a homeless guy that lives in there and it's very clean and like well Wait, where kept is this? on uh in palms yeah on when i walk home i walk by this guy every day and i think that the people who live in the house let him live down oh, there wow. and Wait, just, where what is it it's like a it's it's like a it's either a duplex or a house or something and has like a a garage area so the they have their car parked in there and then next to it the guy's like got his mattress and he's got his little in living in the area. garage yeah so Whoa. I always walk by him he's always like getting ready for bed when I walk by at night on my way home so I'm pretty sure that the people who live in there are like listen 
you can live in that space. Keep it clean. Don't let your friends come in here. Don't fucking smoke or do anything. But this can be a shelter wow, for you to live in. That's putting where your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah, I was. Least, I see know? that. I yeah. see that guy every day, and I'm like, that's got to be what's going on. He's not like it's. He's not being sneaky about it. Well, so unless he's maybe paying them rent. Maybe I mean some kind of thing, but it, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I have to. I want to talk to him one day and just yeah, be like, just hey, like, hey what's you mind if I ask you what's going on here? Have them on. Yeah. We should. I mean, we should have actual people, you know, to use the word, people experiencing homelessness on here to get their perspectives. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of them and they are generally very conservative. They're like, we're all on drugs. This is terrible. Right. I don't like this. Yeah. And here's the thing. I totally have empathy for them. I totally get it. It would be a horrible situation to be in. But by continuing to pump resources into them and not come not oh. having move by continuing to pump cum into them <laughs> i really am just <laughs> out of control it's really not good you're like the guy in the fifth season of the wire the fake serial killer that yeah that's but i remember yeah, you yeah. fuck homeless people right yeah no so oh yeah, yeah that was a thing so you know you're not helping it's like if you have a best friend who's staying in your house or a best friend period and you continuously give them resources to go do drugs, you're not a good friend. Right. That's not good. That's not that's not empathetic. That's the opposite of empathetic. That's you being a fucking coward. Well, and is, that's what's happened. Is, is, is the problem that they're getting one set of resources, um, but not the full set that would be required to help solve the problem? It's just like, th- this is the stuff... They're getting just enough, yeah, just to, enough to keep them addicted and to incentivize them to just stay on the street. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, I read um, Down and Out in Paris and London right. recently, which was George Orwell's first book, and it's nonfiction of him basically becoming a bum. Yeah. And he becomes, a, first, well, in, in Paris, he's working as a dishwasher and a plongeur, yeah. which is like bottom of the hotel food chain. So he's able to have an apartment at least. Yeah. So he's not full-on homeless but then he moves back to london and he becomes a bum the way that it was done then was you had to walk so you could get one night at a shelter but then you would have to walk they would kept the shelters like 15 miles apart right so you had to walk all you couldn't sleep you couldn't even sit on the sidewalk yeah so it was totally illegal you had to walk from shelter to shelter to shelter. That's how you did it. You like walked around in these huge uh, circles in order to get food and in order to have a place to sleep. And I'm not saying that, of course, this sounds so unempathetic. It sounds so evil and mean to say we should do that. But we have to incentivize, just as you would incentivize a friend who's addicted to drugs and, you know, sleeping on your couch, you have to incentivize people to get their fucking shit together and not be crazy, you know, because it's not fair for the common people to be being attacked by meth addicts who are sleeping on their sidewalks, yeah. you know, which is happening. So my idea, my current idea is there should be a week cleaning every month of emergency areas like Skid Row, like certain places in Hollywood, like certain places in WeHo even, or like that, you know, triangle circle by the subway and uh, triangle circle, the triangle uh, thing mm. by the subway in uh, Los Feliz that's like now turned into a full on okay. open air drug market. Those places, a week a month, it should be banned to sleep there and they should be cleaned. They should be like scrubbed down. And that would at least keep the filth 
keep the people moving around. You know, then you would at least have to move and not be able to be in that area just sitting there night after night after night accumulating drug needles and human feces. What know? if you did a season three of The Wire thing where you set up a Hamsterdam-like area well, that's basically and just said, what we have. You, can't be, you can't do this anywhere else except here. This is where you have to do your... As long as it's in Van Nuys and not in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, maybe. I mean, I don't think that's a good idea. You don't want to concentrate it. That's the thing. Right. You don't want this to be concentrated. That's when it becomes a really big issue. Right. You need it to be spread apart. And is it really so bad to imagine that some of these people, if they got off drugs, would be allowed to return to a loved one's home? Is that really that crazy to believe? Yeah, it's an interesting, like... This is one of those things that you look at, and as a layman, like I, I look at, it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck solution there is to it, because it's not, it's, it's obviously a problem. Like, there's certain places where you drive through in L.A., and for people who listen that don't live in L.A., like, I don't know, it's hard to even imagine that it would look like this. Um, it's it's boggles the mind, and you see people being attacked day after day right. after day, and it's like, what the hell, man. It's failure. I mean, and the thing is, you know, Garcetti called the problem unsolvable right. a while ago. And what that means, he said, we're going to solve this unsolvable problem. And what that means is that Garcetti and his cronies are sitting around and the yes men are telling him, it's okay, Eric. It's an unsolvable problem. Somebody's saying that to him, right? right. Somebody's saying this is an unsolvable problem. Or that they're approaching it through uh, means that it won't actually like solve the to problem right, right. it's going to be a continuation of it or enough to keep it because the thing that it's doing now is it's affecting residents the one thing if it was just like this very concentrated problem and it was just you know but it's affecting people in a lot of ways it's and, affecting people in really serious ways and <clears throat> it's ruining people's lives you know for some people you know the guy business owner gets pushed into traffic just recently downtown that I talked about on Joshua's podcast, you know, gets run over by a truck because some crazy person, crazy guy on drugs just throws him in the middle of traffic. Right. You know, that stuff is happening all the time. And um, it is failure. This is the thing. And I think somebody like Garcetti is looking at it as just a, a civic problem. It's another, you know, all cities face civic problems and this is another civic problem. It's unsolvable. He has some fucking yes man being like, look, man, it's, don't worry about it. It's an unsolvable problem. They, the people don't understand that's unsolvable. It's like, no, dude, no. When your streets are rotting with chaos, that is the definition of failure. That, that means you have failed. One of the things that I always return to, though, is like I'm always concerned about the homeless people who are not the... The visibly homeless of course, ones, which is a whole other problem. Yeah, you know? those and, are the yeah. ones. Those are the ones that I always worry are going to get really fucked by sort of uh, dangerous policy changes. That, and I'm very left. Yeah, on those people, I, I'm because those are the ones who you know they're like trying to live out of their fucking car and make shit work, and they're yeah, and those people are the ones who are actually suffering from the housing shortage and the prices and the income inequality and all these other issues that hopefully you know you get somebody like Bernie in office couldn't be addressed. Uh, you know, obviously, I recognize that that's a very naive statement, but <laughs> I am very left on those issues. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent compassionate. If somebody who's struggling sleeping in their car, going to their shitty job at Verizon every day. You have complete support from me. I would like to direct my tax funds to you, sir. Yeah. You know, that's who I want to help. 
I don't want to pump drugs into the pocket of somebody who's given up on society and now lives in a tent downtown and is attacking people. You know, okay, they're not all attacking people, but I'm saying has has checked out of the system. You know, because sure. the, the car guy is having a harder time than heroin guy. Right. You know? Yeah. Trying to make a normal living. And right. Construct a life yeah, in these a families. city where you can't afford an apartment because a one bedroom is almost $2,000 a month. Right. And you're working a job that doesn't pay anywhere near the amount that you need in order to do that. Yeah. And people but, seem to think supply and demand of more housing units is going to fix the price problem. It's not because all these greedy landlords, they camp. They just camp on these places. Yeah. They don't rent them for market value because they wait around for somebody to take a higher rate than they can charge. Because why? Because they have so much fucking money and the value of the billion building keeps going up. Right. Right? Well, this is why commercial real estate in New York is so fucked, too. Yeah, That's fucked. why all the mom right. and pops have been driven. Exactly. Out. And commercial real estate here, too. You yeah. see it happening, you know? Urban blight happening. Right. Yeah, we've talked about this. In many different, in many different capacities. It's because the landlords camp. Well, it's like Pacific Design Center, where I work now. Half, it's like half dark. And yeah. it's because the guy who runs it, this guy Cohen, apparently... Uh, oh. <laughs> One of our attorneys is a Jew. He, he uh, is apparently the worst person on earth. And he just, he would rather just get the equity from the value of his property going up and up and up and up and just being able to get loans on it, whatever. He would rather do that than have somebody pay less than like a super inflated rate. Right. You know? To be, and this is the problem. This is what Thomas Piketty's book, Capital, is all about. Is that as long as capital itself accrues at this extremely high rate, there is no incentive for these ultra rich people to even play by the market at all. Yeah. So it's not going to help. Another thousand apartments, another thousand apartments, it's not going to solve the fucking problem. Right. Anyway, I've clearly drank a lot of coffee today. Let's get a. <laughs> Let's see if Kevin wants to come on the podcast and we'll, well, we'll talk to him. Well, I don't know. I think he might be a CIA agent, Well, let's, we'll talk to him. We can ask that. him. Are you controlled opposition? Are you controlled opposition. Or Kevin? are you a failed actor? What is going <laughs> or on? Or both. Or both. Did one come before the other? Yeah. <laughs> when did you get recruited exactly? Are you like a Chuck Barris figure or... Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris hosted the gong show and created the dating game and the newlywed game. Um, he wrote Confessions of a Dangerous Mind in which he oh, claimed that yeah, he right. was a recruited by the CIA. So Kevin Dalton, if you're a CIA agent, we'd love to talk to you. And also if you're not. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Call our voicemail line at area code 213-262-9544 and leave us a message. Again, that's area code 213-262-9544. Subscribe, 
on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah. And do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah. Leave don't, Isaac uh, alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah. That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago, and now it's too late yeah. to go back. Funzaroni. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world, but uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me, or LinkedIn. I enjoy being linkedin so just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson, and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac.